welcome to Sotastic Podcast. My name is Roshan Hendia. Today we have with us a very young entrepreneur. His name is Avi Chaganti, and he is out of Oswego, Illinois. And as an 18-year-old, he actually has had a couple of businesses. And so he actually has a snow shoveling business that he's run for about a year. He also recently started a vintage clothing business with a partner. And, uh, you know, he's currently finishing high school. But as a 17, 18-year-old, he's already worked you know, at, a, at a restaurant, at a catering company. So he comes from not just following school and education, but also following job and business. So I have some really interesting questions for him. But before we get started, uh, let's welcome Abhi. Abhi, how are you? Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, no, no worries. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast. And yeah. uh, why don't we talk a little bit about you, your family life, your personal life a little bit. Why don't we have you introduce yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Abhi Chaganti. I come from Oswego, Illinois. And uh, my family, I grew up in around here, but I was actually born in Hyderabad. And my mom is from Hyderabad. My dad is from Vizag. We come from good, humble beginnings, I guess you could say. Say. My dad, he tells me stories about how he came here with a little money, no job. And he just always tells me how it's important to work for what you want always. I know it sounds like cliche, but it's important. So yeah, that's always stuff that I've had. And my mom, she actually owns her own little business too. Oh, uh, what, so, is, what does she own? So she actually runs a, a predictive analytics company called Vector. And so basically they help other companies understand their customers by looking at through AI and machine learning. You can understand the customer, you know, how much they're coming back, what they do and like that sort of thing. I, I don't really know too much about it, that, but I know. You know a lot actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It sounds like you come from a little bit of a business family. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. right. So can you help me understand what made you pursue business in the first place? Was it passion, money, curiosity? I mean, let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of 17 and 18 year olds think of starting a business. Right, right. If they do, they're passionate about something. They don't actually have the discipline to follow through. Right. Can you help me understand what made you get started in business? Right. I think if you look at my record, as far as the snow abyss goes, I think that kind of started as a way to service my community. I looked around me and I've always looked at business as supplying a need as we look around and how can I make money off of what's happening around me? Like there's snow on the ground, who's going to shovel it? It's sort of a mindset. But I think after that venture last year, as I just got into other clubs, so I'm actually in this Business Professionals of America club. And uh, last year, one of the things... Uh, that, through your school? Yes, yes, through okay. my school. So okay. one of the things I was able to do last year was uh, go on different trips and show this presentation that I came up with. And that was a pretty insightful experience because that just gave me different opportunities to look at why other people start their businesses. There's a lot of different people there from a lot of different backgrounds of business. So kind of moving forward from into my next year and my senior year, I kind of looked at business in a whole different light, like not as much as a moneymaker, a supplying a need, but hmm. as a way to pursue a passion in the right way. Now, were your parents supportive from the get-go? Did you have to make a case of how you would take it seriously? Yeah, so I think the timeline kind of goes with me quitting basketball. Basketball was actually a huge part of my life for since I was six years old till I was maybe 15, 16. I've devoted like all my time to playing basketball, similarly to how I devote my time into say my business related activities. Now I was in the gym shooting basketball. So it may probably took a lot of trust for them to think we're moving away from all this stuff that we put in this 
basketball idea and now going into this aspects, how passionate are you about this? And I gave a lot of conviction towards business. I loved everything that I was doing. As far as my coursework goes, I was going into a lot of business classes too. Hmm. So I think they saw that early and they were always super supportive of everything that I did. So help me understand that a little bit. A lot of parents in your parents' position would sometimes hesitate for their kids to start a business because they don't want business to interfere with school and grades. Yeah, I think it's a false sense of security. So, I mean, parents, I see it all around me. They'll think that they're protecting their kids by not showing them the ideas of business. But as we get older, we're always involved in enterprise one way or another, whether we're joining the workforce or we're developing our own proprietorship. So I think it's important that early on we learn the concepts of accounting, your money, budgeting your money, things like that. I think those are crucial to and taking it to a high school level. I think it's important to start it early. Hmm. So obviously, if you have a passion for something, it's the cool thing about entrepreneurship is it's it's open to all doors. You Hmm. can pursue any type of vertical. So I'm trying to change your schedule, right? You go to school full time. Yeah. Then you work part time Mm -hmm. at a catering company. Yeah. How did you manage to start a business balancing both of those things? So over and above not interfering with school, Mm -hmm. not interfering with your job that was giving you immediate income. Right. Yeah, that's a great question. So I think one thing that I learned through all this past year from my junior year is multitasking is definitely overrated. So you don't want to be pursuing everything that's on your mind all at once (laughs) because the value of the task actually is not as much as if you had put all your effort into one. Mm. So my schoolwork has always been first and it's always been my priority Mm. as far as my schedule goes. The business aspects come with all my free time, but getting that schoolwork done and then I think it was important for me to put time aside when the time was right for my businesses. So say when Pit Stop Vintage, that's what the online clothing store is called. But that was always like a weekend job. I work Friday, Saturday, Sunday sort of thing. I think it's important to whatever we pursue to make sure that we're not getting bogged down by other unrelated things because we may seem productive if we have a lot of things on our plate. But in fact, we're not actually getting anything done. Me and my dad like to call it cheap productivity. Oh, nice. I I like that. Because yeah, you're right. You can be busy without being productive. Okay, so that brings me to a a question of when you started Pit Stop Clothing. Yeah, Pit Stop Vintage. And the snow shoveling. Yes, Snow Co. What were some of the hesitations or concerns of being a business owner? So I think first and foremost, one of the things that a lot of business owners will fall victim to is marketing is everything when it comes to your product, like your first run of your product, like when you're telling everyone coming soon and Mm -hmm. you have the website all ready to go and it has like the label saying we're going to be here soon. Everyone's excited. But I think a lot of people fall victim to even executing like their ideal. So I think it's important first and foremost to try dive headfirst into whatever you're trying to get into. And I know it sounds cliche, but fail at it and uh, try to learn from in that way. That's interesting you said, because I've seen there's two buckets of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. uh, especially when they're starting up. There's ones that say, I have to plan everything before I execute. Right. Right. And then there's ones that are like, hey, let's just start someplace. We'll figure it out as we go along. Right. Right. And it sounds like you're a proponent of the second. Like, that's okay. Fail. It's okay. Yeah. You'll figure it out. But that way, at least you are learning as you're growing. Yeah. Right. So help me understand what were some struggles 
or challenges that uh-huh. you had to overcome as it comes to as, as it pertains to getting maybe customers mm-hmm. or you mentioned marketing right. as it pertains to just m- maybe time management. Yeah. Can you uh, help, help me understand some of that? Yeah, sure. I mean, some of the struggles of I've had to face, I think it's important to talk about personal struggles and entrepreneurial faces, mm-hmm. just a fear of not meeting your expectation or what people expect of you. We as young entrepreneurs, it could be mindset that you could fall into that oh, I'm not doing enough or the people are looking at me like the work output isn't theirs. Mm. But I think we fall sight of an understanding that not a lot of people are actually doing what young entrepreneurs are doing. Mm. You know, it's a special thing to do what you want to do at a young age. So I think keeping that in mind was important for me Mm. from this last year to now, because that's something that I lost sight of a lot is, you know, my clothing businesses and making sales, you know, what are people going to think? But just being very focused on your work will definitely fight off any struggle that hmm. just head down. You experienced what a lot of new business owners experience is when they start up, there's going to be peaks and valleys where right. there's moments of lulls where mm-hmm. you're like, hey, are people interested in my service or right. product? Mm-hmm. And it's during those times that a lot of not mature business owners give up. Yeah. Right? They say, oh, you know what? It's not working. Forget it. Nobody's interested. When... I've seen mature-minded business owners will try to figure out, hey, what else can I do? Because the constantly evolving nature of business is such where you tweak. That in and of itself is the fun part of business. Right, right. right? So I I totally see that too because I think starting a business is a very humbling experience in the sense that when you start a business, you think you're like the guy with the dime product and everyone wants your product. You don't need to do any sort of marketing to get your product in anyone's hands. So I think after your first run or say your first five sales or whatever, after you feel like the guy, then you realize that you actually have to do that work to get your product to be sold. I think that's the humbling experience that a lot of entrepreneurs face. And yeah, like you said, they fall short on, but like my dad has always told me, you know, in marketing as an entrepreneur, especially it's important to understand that when you send those a thousand emails to whoever Mm. that only five people maybe will click on it or Mm. it's like a very small funnel. And that's something that as a marketer slash entrepreneur that you just have to fall in love with like your field goal percentage isn't going to be like Stephen Curry you know what I mean so it's going to be very small and you have to understand that that Mm. you're not going to be the guy with the the gem product that everyone wants you have to do some work to get to (laughs) so who do you lean on when you're going through struggles or it's not just a person but how do you get yourself out of the funk yeah both my parents like when something's going on in my head or i'm just like getting in those phases that i told i mentioned before about losing sight of these values as an entrepreneur i I go to my mom i go to my dad and they're always there for support and they're always there to just tell me the right things be supportive tell me remind me actually because frankly sometimes we need that validation that you know you're on the right path you're not you know falling short of anything one thing that I fell victim to, I guess. I don't like to use the word victim, but through this past year was how do I go from, say, this vertical I have here, this vertical, I, like, am I specialized in anything? Like, do I have anything that I could be like, yes, like, this is Abi, like, this is what he is. Is he an entrepreneur? I mean, he has all this going on right here, but, mm. you know, is he really good at anything in particular? So a worry for the future is something that, as a young business owner, it's easy to get hit with that mm. a type of fear, too. But my parents have always been there to kind of remind me and keep me on the right path. Okay. So when you started, the number one rule of business is uh, make sure that 
there's customers or、mm-hmm. people that want your service.、Mm-hmm. How did you go about getting your first set of customers towards the vintage clothing and towards the snow cleaning? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question because both of those actually I think had a way different approach.、Hmm. So as far as the snow shoveling goes, it actually started sophomore year, but not with any infrastructure. It started with me going door to door and texting people on Nextdoor app saying, "Hey, do you need any? I'm going door door to door. Me personally with my shovel with my friend, and we're gonna do it for you." So it started very small, but then the next year is when we got the name Snowco with all the people.、Okay. So that's where it went from. Being the door-to-door man to social media, Facebook, next door, more actually primarily, and trying to get all these people in through that sort of way. Because my biggest value proposition to my friends my last year was. Hey, you need to do the shoveling for me, but I'm gonna get you all your customers. And the way I did that was just through just mass messaging on Nextdoor、mm-hmm. and actually text. So a lot of what helped me last year was neighbors in even this area would text their neighbors, and they would let them know about a snow shoveling business by students. So as far as even transitioning into this year with my marketing, I realized that people love supporting small business, or there is a critical mass of people in the area that do want to support small business. They also love to support small business that's ran by young people.、Mm-hmm. So I think that was the biggest thing for marketing this year and advertising. So on next, I would say a lot of book high school students, book students. These keywords are important when you're advertising、okay. because these are what get people going. And kind of transitioning that. Into starting online clothing store, I feel like I was at a bit of an advantage because I kind of started with a fan base already, you could say, because、okay. I'm a, I'm a high school, you know, so I have my peer group and I have the people that support me. So the main difference between snow shoveling and pit stop vintage goes is that this one was helping my peers kind of gain their secondary income in、mm. a way, you could say,、mm. and then this one was kind of encouraging them to spend it. So、okay. it was kind of like. You know, support over here was easier to at least attain first, but kind of getting volunteer help in this case was a whole different type of game. So you can actually see that in a metric sense too, because in my first release for Pitstop Vintage Throwback Collection released on September twenty third,、okay. and that already had eight sales, ten sales, I think, some something around that ballpark. Wow! So that I mean. Comparatively, it actually did a lot better than you could say for a lot of other clothing stores.、Yeah. So I think it's important for me to recognize that、I、had a lot to do with me being in the high school setting,、mm-hmm. because even before I started a pit stop vintage, I would tell my partner and my dad, like you know, our biggest advantage here is we should start this if we have the the idea because we have the fan base already.、Wow. So we should be capitalizing on what we have here because as soon as you get in the real world, frankly, no one gives a care about what you have going on. So it's the A lot harder to get what you have going out there than it is in this environment where a lot of people are, you know, looking at what you're doing or say you have a friend that cares about if he's friends with you, then he wants to has a little incentive to support, support what you're doing, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, high school is crazy. So I like that you saw a need and you decided to do something about it. Things strike while the iron's hot because、mm-hmm. this time will pass,、mm-hmm. right? So. What have been some of the success that were unexpected? Some accomplishments that you're really proud of for Snowco and Pitstop Vintage? Yeah. So before we even get into Snowco and Pitstop Vintage, I think one of the successes that I was really proud of thing was in my Business Professionals of America Club.、Mm-hmm. I actually nationally qualified for that. I was able to give a speech about marketing、wow. to you know in Dallas, Texas. So that was like a really cool thing that I got to experience. And then. 
taking that momentum into my other things into the next year. One of the accomplishments we saw last year was just nothing tangible because it's hard to find tangibility and accomplishments as a small business owner. Mm -hmm. You know, you could set your own goals like say, hey, I want to make $100 in sales, $1,000 in sales, then hey, that's your accomplishment. But it's hard to get an award for, you know, what you're doing early on. But one of the things that I saw in this accomplishment last year was I think we expanded the market for a small snowshoveling business. As long as we're putting the trust in consumers saying, hey, you don't have to go buy this escaping company that's had their stuff going for 10, 20 years or whatever long, you could actually trust a high schooler to get your job done. You know, he's getting some side money here. And, you know, it's just great for the community. And then in my vintage clothing store, I accomplished not any long-term goals, but goals that I had for myself in fashion and just being able to design. There was a lot of what you'll see in this next year for Pit Stop Vintage is my own clothing lines mm. coming out. So what we do now is curate vintage clothing from a lot of the places we go to, me and my partner, and then bring them on our shelves. So that's kind of our value prop to our customers. Okay. Transitioning into the next year, first quarter of next year, we I plan on designing a, a new line of, you know, Pit Stop branded hoodies mm. and my artist, Abhi Chaganti, I guess you could say, was one of the things I got to get into. So that was kind of nice. cool. I'm glad you talked about what you want to see with your businesses right. next year. I think it's especially important in business, like you said, what we talked about earlier, when you hit a stump and you fall out of the the race. I think as we head into this new year with a lot of newfound motivation out the bag, I think it's very important in business like we to set those goals, those quarterly goals, those yearly goals, because sometimes it's hard to achieve that a 1%, get 1% better type of mindset when you have a lot of things going on, say business is your side. That's no excuse to not only move forward with your business, make improvements, but also if you ha- don't have any business and you have some interest in it, it's no excuse to not start one mm. because setting these goals as far as personal goes, it's important knowing about finance and your budgeting and all these different types of values. It's important to get into business if you're interested in it mm. as we head into this new year. So you mentioned a couple of key things towards business and financial literacy. Yeah. So can you help me understand how did you become financially literate? as a business owner because businesses have things like you know profits and loss so they yeah. have you know accounting which i'm sure you do there's investing into the right vendors if mm-hmm. you will investing to the right marketing right how did you learn those principles yeah i think it's a lot of trial and error when it comes to what you find in the back end of running a business as far as budgeting your money where money goes you know mm-hmm. advertising also looking at like you said profit margins and things like so in my pit stop vintage for example one thing that i was hit with is shipping costs so the mm-hmm. price to ship out those items that kind of hits your margins at the all-time high or not an all-time high but it kind of slaps you right when you don't expect it because it's at the end of the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's important early on to not confuse your revenue with your profits, you know, cut out those expenses. Mm-hmm. One thing that I'm lucky for is my parents, they give me a lot of funding to start my ventures. And so I'm able to learn a lot about how to manage on a budget, you know, mm-hmm. don't spend too much sort of thing. Now looking back on it, why do you think financial literacy is a critical skill that people should learn at earlier ages? The most clear cut answer to give is that it's important because they're going to throw you in and expect you to know everything. When I say they, the world will throw you into the workforce and they'll expect you to know everything of managing your money, you know, taxes and all this Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And as a high schooler, I can say with certainty that 
they don't emphasize too much on these sort of things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important for sure to have an understanding because not even if you're going to go into your own business or maybe you don't even want to join the workforce, say you want to join a gig and be an Uber worker. Mm -hmm. It's important to have an understanding of personal finance, Mm -hmm. budgeting your money, having an understanding of saving investments is very important as well. You know, I see a lot of people in my age group, sometimes they'll talk about investing. They'll confuse going out all with that one stock and like putting all their money into something Mm. and then they confuse that with saving their money and they don't like the idea of having a huge savings understanding the value of all these things like yes you need to have a huge savings because that's like the profit of your person that's Mm. like if you look at yourself as a a business that's that's your profits so like you want to keep those and just having all these lessons early on is important and for me personally as i've kind of gotten into all these different things and learned about through my business classes one thing that i've always learned is how important it is to have a grasp of your money early on another way that i i love thinking about is being intentional with your money what you're spending out mm-hmm. what's coming in what are you shooting for in terms of goals? Yeah. How do you want to grow it so it's not accidental? Yeah, I mean, and let me just be the first one to say that maybe I'm not the best at saving my money either and personal. So that's where we need to get this learning done early because it's important for people to understand, you know, how much like saving your money sort of goes into being a well-financed person. It gives you freedom, I think. The big picture message is you're able to do what you want. My friends or even me personally, sometimes I'm not able to go buy something that I want to get or maybe I'm not able to get some gift because as we get older a lot of the peers or me myself we become more financially independent as well so it's not a lot of my mom is gonna spend this for me or my dad's gonna spend this for me Mm -hmm. so at an early age getting an understanding of how to save your money where money should go always my my dad always tells me save money for a rainy day these lessons were very key in my upbringing Now that you've had about a year, year and a half to reflect on your business, what would you do differently to ramp up faster, better, quicker, whatever that that means to you? What would you do some things that were different to not waste time? That's a good, great question. I think one of the things that I would do if I were to start all over again is definitely get a good understanding. I know I sound like I'm a big future thinker and I have these long-term goals now, but that's through all the lessons that I've learned. And the reason why I say that is because when I started before is that I didn't have a good understanding of setting these goals, mm-hmm. these quarterly, yearly goals. Mm-hmm. And when I would get in and I would dive head first, mm-hmm. I would realize it's a lot of, it's hard to kind of get yourself up when you don't know what's ahead of you, mm. I guess you could say. Okay. So goal setting. Uh, yeah. Okay. So just getting a good understanding of say in my snow shoveling business, say that my customers aren't for some reason start booking me or they're not really into this whole snow shoveling business year around. So I had the vision for how I was going to maneuver around that. So the way we did that this year is in comparison to last year, we didn't do this is we brought in mail in flyers and we made sure that instead of getting say who's in Bolingbrook, but rather because they're far I'm, away. Yeah. Geographically they're far right. Away. Right. I'm trying to service more this area, this Naperville, Oswego, Plainfield, Aurora area. Mm. So that was what mail in flyers brought to us. So that was the lessons that you kind of learn. And I think if I were to start all over again, I think I would just dive headfirst more. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur and yes, I I work hard at what I do, but it's in, sometimes it can be in blurbs. So sometimes you'll have a lot of momentum and you'll have a lot of conviction to do what you're doing, but it's very easy to just get complacent, 
get lazy and when things aren't going so good, fall sight of everything that you had going before. So setting these goals before I think is important because not only for when you say are lost in the ocean and you need to see the a safe boat, but also when say you don't have the motivation to keep going and say those sales aren't going up, you actually have something to look at tangibly, something that you wrote down as a time capsule, so to say, hmm. to keep you going. Okay. So do you brought some amazing ideas. So what I have to do is give you a little chance to promote your business and why they should go with you. Right. So snow shoveling, we're in the winter time, obviously. So in this local region of these suburbs off of Chicago, Aurora, Plainfield, Naperville, Oswego, we're pretty flexible in that sense. But supporting small business is the theme this year, ladies and gentlemen, with mm -hmm. me specifically, because as a small business owner, as an owner of two small businesses, this is how we promote the flow of goods and services in general. With Pizza Vintage, that's important to support because vintage clothing, if I were to just give a pitch right here, everyone we know goes to the mall and we buy these shirts like this one. Any shirt that you'll see anyone wearing, you'll see that it has some sort of logo on it, some logo that they like due to some mass marketing that they had put on them. Great example of this is Nike. So a lot of people are under the impression that Nike has the best, greatest athletic wear. Mm. And then also moving away from that, they're under the image that Polo Ralph Lauren is like the best sort of brand that you can get that money you can buy at this upper middle class level mm. so with pit stop vintage what the message here is is that when you buy that item the value is already depreciating mm. right after you the person scanned the item and you bought it so the idea with pit stop vintage is we're bringing you secondhand clothing pre-loved clothing vintage clothing but it's so much more quality. You can look at quality as the time period it comes from, you know, how much do I value the authenticity of the piece, mm. how great the material is. So there's so many different aspects to clothing, but with Pit Stop Vintage, the idea is that frankly, all these categories are better when you go towards vintage. So I think as we head into this winter with the new things, new collections coming to Pit Stop Vintage, it's important to shop at Stop Vintage. Awesome. Well, good stuff. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. No, it was no, I, great being on here. Yeah, and I appreciate fun. you. I appreciate your mindset. I appreciate the questions that you've answered. So thank you again. Yeah.